He holds the truth of it. What does it symbolize? Paladin confidence hanging on a tree. Welcome, everybody, to the Modern Horrors Podcast, episode 83. My name is Luke Rodriguez. I've got Jacob Hopkins sitting right across from me. Chatroy is on the way, and we are all of modernhorrors.com. Dot com. Which is up in live again. It is. We had a scare this afternoon. tiny baby scare. Uh, Just technology, man. So I... I spent a, an absurdly long time uh, last night and this morning making the smallest changes that make me so happy. Me so happy. <laughs> me so happy. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> me so happy. That, uh, that it, they make me so happy. But <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. Why are you laughing at that? Uh, they make me happy. They there make me is. very happy. That the normal person will probably never realize. Just slight little typeface font changes on the website, slight shadows that way. We used to have this thing on the website whenever the featured image would be like a light colored mm, thing. Mm-hmm. Our text is white, so you have this white text on this white thing. It just hard to see. It looked like mud to me. Or it was just hard to see. Yeah. So now we have that fine definition, uh, everything about it. You know, you, you guys go to the website, you know, we have the best looking shit on the internet, oh. in, in the genre. Um, so... It, that that's good stuff for me. And then the whole thing just crashed. It was the Russians. The Russians hacked us. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Trump, man. <laughs> yeah, they just now, now everyone's fair game, and we just got lumped right into it. Those modern horrors guys creating a ruckus down in Tennessee. <laughs> Take them down, <laughs> man. So I gotta tell you, I uh, I've kind of gone. I've gone to like a trip to my past. Oh shit! Here lately, uh, Final Fantasy 15 came out, uh, and yes. I sat my nerdy ass on the couch for 14 hours God straight dang. on Saturday and played that shit. Holy fuck! I'm did so, you, did you, did you, how far are you? Did you not beat the damn game at that point? I'm 20. No, no. <laughs> I'm 25 hours in, and I estimate that I'm about halfway there. Fuck me, dude. That's a hell of a commitment. It is. It is. But that's that's the way shit used to be, man. Uh, well, yeah, but 25 hours, you beat any game in the past. <laughs> Imagine what I could have done with those 25 hours. I could have watched something else. Yeah, you could have, but you know, eh, overrated. Like, it's not like I would have like right. passed out soup at a homeless kitchen right. or something. You weren't you weren't going to become a millionaire in those 25 Shit. hours or whatever. Fuck, don't say that. Maybe maybe I would have. <laughs> you could play the lottery a couple times. <laughs> right. Uh, this show is brought to you by the Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. See, I've been thinking. Yeah, I traded been, it up. I've been, on you. I've been thinking uh, about something we could do, and I don't know why. Okay, but like the, the remember what the sound that a Sega used to make whenever you turned it on? Oh shit, Sega! <laughs> uh, something like that with Phantom. Yeah, I like know? it. I like Maybe it. next week it we'll had try blast that processing. It didn't have the same sound card as uh, <laughs> as the NES, but you know, That's blast true. processing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and eventually it had that 32x egg that you could just sit oh, on top the little of thing it. you docked, and yeah. then you had to put the game inside of the. Yeah. What yeah. a weird fucking but thing. The, Man. Inception of a game console. Just like stack them on top of each other. It was weird. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe it'll be like an episode of The Simpsons, and every single time we have a show, the intro will be a little different. different. Yeah. Yes, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so speaking of stuff, real quick before we get too much okay, further yeah, yeah. in, um, 
I have a thank you to pass along to all you listeners and fans of the website from artist Matt Pepler. We shared a promo code for his Black Friday sale, and apparently he let me know that he had the busiest Black Friday that he's ever had, as far as his sale goes. So and basically, we, we, the we Bone Horrors community came through. Yeah, yeah, we blew him the fuck up. So thank you guys from Matt. Thank you from us. That makes us look awesome. Makes other artists want to work with us. And um, show us that picture, that sweet artwork. I actually finally got some. What, what, what did you get? So I got two of my Lord of the Rings, some dragon fantasy nice. bullshit, you know, but it's going to look good in my movie room. And then I got a little bonus for the brother as well. Yeah, yeah, cool. But he listens, so I can't say shit. Gotcha, I yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got the It Follows one, and I got one for my brother. But yeah, I, I'm really, I'm probably going to get more eventually, but you know, Christmas. I'm I mean, yeah, even at the fucking full price. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys very much for showing some support for, uh, if you guys know anything about the show, you know that we love to support indie art in all shapes mm-hmm. and sizes so a uh, big, big thanks for that absolutely uh good show uh, a rather robust show lined up this week uh we're bringing we're bringing the interviews back boom so a couple weeks ago maybe a few maybe maybe one more than a few weeks ago <laughs> uh we talked about this movie called escape from cannibal farm yeah i don't think it's that long ago uh tomato soup we yeah, called it that's basically right, that's right uh, so I've kind of been not obsessed with it, but I've been thinking about this movie a lot since then. And I figured now would be a good time to have Charlie Steeds, the writer director of escape from cannibal farm to come on the show. Let us know where the movie is at, what we can expect. Talk about some of the, uh, conflicting opinions around the movie and the trailer itself thus far. Uh, so we're going to get into that, uh, round three ish. Yeah. Two, probably. three, whatever. However you want to put it in there. Yeah. Second round, uh, we're going to be, uh, really bumping up another like ultra indie project. Uh, yep. We're going to be talking about The Barn. Uh, and this is one of those movies, man. I think we've been recovering this movie damn near since the website launched, right? Yeah. Uh, it's been through going through like the crowdfunding stuff. So now release is in sight. We put our eyes on it. Uh, it's it would be easy to be disappointed when you've waited this long for a movie. So we're going to jump into that uh, in, in the second round. We're having a very country christmas episode we've got the farm we've got the barn i mean let's just do it man absolutely the backwoods <laughs> for those that don't know uh jacob and i at one point in time last year we were very close to signing a deal with crypt tv yeah, sure. some exclusives you know content for like them. a podcast for crypt tv uh we talked to their marketing team we talked to their vice president all these cool conversations and they seem like nice folks but they wanted us no shit <laughs> they wanted us to have a podcast because we're from tennessee called the backwoods podcast it was like the back bloody backwoods or something like yeah, that. Bloody- they wanted some kind of like hick thing to go with it right so i mean i don't know man i've heard from people that like oh you're from tennessee you don't sound like you're from tennessee right? i'm sure we sound a little country i you have especially. no doubt no doubt but you know i i feel like that shit gets masked a little bit but not enough to make a spin-off comedy slapstick horror podcast Right, yeah, I mean, I could put on an act, but I don't want to do that. So basically, we went back and forth with Crypt TV for a while, and eventually we're like, you know what, guys, this just isn't working. <laughs> we're, like, Fuck it. we're gonna do our own thing, uh, and they're very big, they're very successful. That's awesome. It's just not not for us. Yep. And we've uh, got, we're gonna do what? One more round, probably, of something. Yeah, uh, because of the interview, it's a little bit lengthy. We just got off of Skype with Charlie just now. We go a little bit over twenty minutes, so to keep the show from going too long. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna hand off a game for questions? Do you you wanna do that? Because we've got a we've got a good amount of questions. 
If we got to get to my questions, yeah, we'll just we'll just get to the questions. We'll do that, and we can do. Uh, I guess we can start kicking off our uh, giveaway or a month of giving. Oh, for our digital codes. Yeah, we got a fuck ton of them. So yeah, let's do that then. All right, that's what we'll do. Then. Sounds good. Boom. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> for the two people that won copies of Stalker, oh uh, yeah, 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 I'm I'm sending one to Amy, and I'm sending one to. Uh, My brain can't remember that. The far. guy with the sweet ass uh, profile picture of the knitted beard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Talon seven eight eight. Yes, I believe. That's, if you got the seven eight eight right, that's impressive. No shit. Um, so uh, I didn't ship those out. <laughs> <laughs> It's been the holidays. It's been busy. It's been hectic. So my bad, y'all. Uh, the they're they're on the way. They're shipping out tomorrow. Swear to God, they're coming. <laughs> I love that. I thought maybe there's gonna be like a little, nice little bonus. I was like, nope, they're not. They're not coming. I will stick a nice little bonus of some sort. Write write a handwritten note. Like, sorry about your luck, motherfucker. Right. Put it in. Comma, motherfucker. Yeah, comma. <laughs> All right. So we got a lot going on. But before we get to any of that, Jacob Hopkins, please, sir, take me through the news feed. Are you, I don't know if you're ready. I'm not ready. Some people are ready. Some this, people are stoked. For this jelly? For the, well, it's going to be something. The Mummy trailer dropped. Mm. And boy, has Universal been promising it's going to be terrifying. It's going to scare us. We're going to need the light on when we go to bed at night. But do we, Luke? Dude, do we need that? So I'm going to be honest. This, whenever I first heard about Universal rebooting the movies and and them promising them to be horror and to be scary, (laughs) whenever I closed my eyes and I I envisioned, especially whenever we heard that Tom Cruise was going to be the lead, uh, whenever I closed my eyes and envisioned what this movie was going to be, it is exactly what this movie is. Like, not a ounce of horror. In like, if this if this is horror, oh, for sure. then so is Suicide Squad. Oh, absolutely. Like, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad would be way more terrifying. Yeah, I mean, you could basically call anything horror. I mean, sure. Like, is the idea of like some cursed woman mummy person like terrifying, like tearing up cities and terrifying motherfuckers? Right. Like, if that happened in if real, it was life, real life yes yeah that'd be terrifying <laughs> but so would like the incredible hulk smashing through cars and shit that would be fucking terrifying no too doubt. like that doesn't make it a horror movie this is basically a movie where tom cruise gets to show off his scientology super thetan level seven or eight or whatever the hell he's at <laughs> off his his mad super thetan skills off that's all it is you know he's fucking rolling through buses as they slide down the road and all kinds of wacky shit okay so now that we've got that part out like okay this is not going to be a horror movie this is it is what we thought it was basically right uh, that said i'm gonna watch it I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch it. No, you're not going to no, watch it. I'll, when it when it ends up free somewhere, I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm I'm not going to like go out. Uh, I don't know. If I'm bored as fuck with and like my wife leaves me forever. <laughs> forever. And yeah, I'm just a single man now <laughs> and I've got nothing else Takes going the on. The house and everything. <laughs> the dogs are <laughs> the gone. The dogs are gone. I I might bite the bullet and go watch the mummy in theaters cuz I just got nothing else going right, on. Right, yeah. At that point, what do you have to lose? <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that's it. Uh, I, are you surprised? No, I mean, no. Some people are actually excited for it. Yeah. But what cracks me up even more are the people who are mad and they think this is a remake of the Brendan Fraser movie. And I've heard like, a lot of that. Motherfuckers, that was a remake of or like a fucking old movie, which I'm pretty sure was remade from an older movie. Right. Like it's just a, it's just a character. It's just an Calm idea. the fuck down. Like the Brendan Fraser movie is fun. It's not great. 
chill, chill. This isn't going to be a good movie either, so chill. Speaking of Brendan Fraser, let's I, please uh, do, please I, do. <laughs> I uh, watched Encino Man. Yes, day. I did too. I love <laughs> that shit. It's awesome, man. It's so good. Netflix put up. Uh, Son-in-law and Encino Man. Yes. And I burned through both of those things in like the same day. Good movies, man. I tweeted out at Pauly Shore. I was like, bro, you got to make Encino Man 2, dude. Please do it. I think one of Chad's... Fr- I, mean, I hate that he's not here, but I'm fairly certain one of Chad's friends fucked Pauly Shore in Nashville. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know what to do. I, I froze up after you said that to me. I didn't know how to react. Yeah, I think just because it was a thing that that was possible, like, like why not? You know, I, well, yeah, I might I fuck Polly Shore in Nashville. I, I probably would do. If the opportunity arose, you'd be like, "Well, hell, it's a talking point." Um, but <laughs> either way, this is not the Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, it's it's this is the Tom Cruise movie. Uh, and how does it? To me, it just seems like they're trying really, really hard here. I mean, you got Tom Cruise. Yeah. You got Russell Crowe just doing his Russell Crowe thing yeah. out of nowhere. Uh, you got the most egregious like airplane crash like in the world like yeah. out of a Michael Bay wet dream. Absolutely, it just seems like everything is so manufactured and like engineered, right? Oh, for sure. It's like you said, it's going to be exactly what you think. It's going to be what is it, Mission Impossible Eight or whatever? I think as uh, Megan said in our oh, group, she chat, had a good one. She said like M I eight Egyptian bungalow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> Egyptian bungalow, <laughs> bungalow, bungalow. Yeah, yeah. that's. That would have been a so much more accurate title. Yeah. Oh, shit. I think I got some breaking news here. Oh, fuck. Is it just just right now? Right now. The email just popped up. I didn't know this was a thing. Hit me with it. So we just got a code for Layers of Fear Solitude. What? Which is apparently another sort of DLC for it that I'm just hearing about for the first time uh, that's going to be VR only on Google Daydream. Oh, you okay. heard it here first. There bitches. it is. There it is. More on that to come. Sure. No, you can strap a headset to my face and we'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't I don't care about this nah, one way or the other. I, I, and I actually like Tom Cruise. Uh, we've been over that several times, but I think I'm a little le- less hyped about this one than I even thought that I would be knowing what it was going to be. Yeah, I, I, I tend to like Tom Cruise movies. I'm having a hard time with myself, though, because like the whole Scientology thing. He's it's like, where do, where do I draw yeah. my moral line? Because I've obviously drawn a line in the sand with the Jeepers Creepers 3 thing. Mm. It's like, they do some wacky fucking shit, too. Do Why do I not draw the line here? I yeah. don't know. I have no morals either way, so <laughs> I would watch Jeepers Creepers 3, no problem. You know what? I, I might, too. Not, so. I mean, fuck that guy, but, well, but yeah, still, he's an I, asshole still, yeah, but I, yeah. I, might, I might watch your movie. I yeah. don't know. So, man, want to talk about straight shifting gears here okay. on the trailer and going to something that's stupid, to something that's going to be it looked real fucking heavy. Yeah. The trailer for this movie called Pigpen. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Yeah. I didn't like the cinematography. I'll be honest. It just didn't really do much for me. But like the subject matter just seemed super intense. And it looked like Homeboy was going crazy on a limb with an axe. Yeah. Like not a limb on a tree, <laughs> but like a limb that's attached to a human being. So yeah, this is one of those movies I just kind of stumbled across. So I was actually watching... This fits right in with our, our barn farm theme as well. It kind of does. <laughs> I was watching pin. something on Vimeo, and it was like a recommended thing at the bottom. And I was like, okay. oh, let me check this out real quick. And I watched the trailer, and I'm like, 
fuck, this does not look enjoyable. Like, not not like in a bad movie kind of right. way, but like, oh, like this is not going to be happy at all. You won't all. feel good later. Yeah, so it, it seems to be about this 13-year-old kid that gets, oh, oh I, I can stop speaking in riddles. I watched it last night. Um, <laughs> so this movie is about a 13-year-old kid that gets kicked out of his home by like his mother's abusive boyfriend, mm-hmm. basically, uh, which is you know sad enough. Like something that probably happens all the time. Um, you know, I've known friends that were in this exact same situation. You know, some heavy shit. Uh, so basically, this kid's trying to survive out on the streets on his own before he finally comes back, and shit with his mom's boyfriend just really, really tumbles downhill into some really deep, dark places. I could see this one being hard for a lot of people to watch. I feel like it's probably going to hit a little too close to home for some people. I could see that, man. I, I mean, like I said, I watched it last night, and you got this is one of the movies, man. Uh, you can watch it right now as well. If you go to the website, which I'll, I'll put in the show notes, uh, but you go to the website, I think it's through Dire Wit Films, uh, D-I-R-E-W-I-T, yes. I believe, uh, films uh, through their store, uh, they, they actually have it for sale on Blu-ray and DVD right now before it even hits its distribution like outlet. So oh, that's cool. Basically, they did the Indiegogo or the Kickstarter, the crowdfunding mm, thing, mm-hmm. uh, and they just have a shit ton of copies of the movie. So they're, they're selling them pre-release right now. So if you want to watch it, by all means, go go to the web store, buy you a DVD or Blu-ray and uh, you, can, you can check it out for yourself. Um, it's heavy, man. Like I bet it is. It's not the movie that I thought it was going to be okay. from, from like an action standpoint i could see that um it's not like balls to the wall gore fest or anything like the trailer might lead you to believe there is some fucked up like really really some shit i've never seen in a movie before like some really fucked up stuff um but this is more of like a situation study not even so much as like a character study but like here's this thing that happens a lot in real life and yeah this this one has the volume cranked up to 15 uh, especially towards the end, but like the the idea that we're playing with here is not uncommon at all. So answer me this, and I know several of our listeners also listen to Sword and Scale, this true crime okay. podcast. Is this the kind of thing that we might hear on that? Is it like that kind of situation? Man, I've heard some. Cra- I, my, my, <laughs> my, my first my first gut says no. Okay, uh, just because it gets really wild at the end. Oh, like super wild. But huh? I've heard some really wild <laughs> shit on Sword and Scale that is real life. So fuck it, maybe. Okay, okay, that almost intrigues me more than a solid yes or no. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pigpen. Pigpen, check it out. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. They got some good merch too. So they got posters. They got. Uh, like a shirt and like the poster just looks cool. So if <laughs> if you're into indie and this is like indie indie cinema, yes. uh, it, it is it fluctuates like you said cinematography wise. It yeah. does fluctuate. Sometimes it looks absolutely gorgeous. That always um, makes me go huh. But that doesn't happen consistently throughout the film. Okay. I can I can confirm that. Okay, uh, you know. Do we know? Maybe you know because since you watch it, is this how how many films is it for this director in? Do you know? Is this, I think this is two. Okay, so it's still early on then. Okay, so we're still maybe working some of these kinks out. Yeah, I think so. And I gotta tell you, man, there's promise here. I've seen people uh, compare it just while I was looking at what some other people thought of the movie where right. I saw it in festival, and I've seen people compare it to Blue Ruin. Oh, uh, have you watched that yet? Yes. Yeah. So I've seen people compare it to that, and that's not too far off from like. Like a non-enjoyable just scenario, right? Sure. Now, obviously, the filmmaking standard isn't to that level because he's <laughs> right. fucking incredible. Um, but it's it's very good. It's worth the watch. Uh, 
but I don't really know for what kind of person it's worth a watch. If that makes sense, yeah. Like, would, would that would the trailer though would that that give you a good sensation whether or not this is going to be something you can stomach? Yeah, yeah, and it's not like stomach. It's just it's just uh, heavy. Like there's not really anything yeah. you enjoy about the movie. Yeah, so sure. like you have to you have to be prepared for that. So I would say go watch the trailer modernhorrors.com and kind of make that that gut call because it doesn't show a lot, but I think you get a good idea of probably what you might be trying to dive into. Yeah, and I would go as far as to say like expect less of like the gratuitous violence that you see in there right and more of just like the situational just dread yeah because i wasn't like maybe that's just us watching so many goddamn horror films i wasn't shocked at all by a limb getting chopped off with an axe but something about dude punching which i'm guessing mom his mom in the kitchen when you don't really see the yeah that one made me go yeah there's some there's some uh, yeah there's some uh, kind of stuff in there (laughs) All right, all right. Curious. I might, I might have to watch that this week. Yeah. Email came through to me, um, I guess Saturday. Yeah, it had to have been Saturday. And it simply was titled Alien Death Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I go, excuse me? I'm, watch, I'm like watching like some regular normal people shit on right. the couch with the wife. And I'm just like... Hold on, and like <laughs> that's the type of shit. Right? I, 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 yeah. I gotta take this. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to. I need to look into this right now. And so I'm looking, and I'm getting this synopsis for like these aliens coming down, and they're spreading some kind of like alien STD, and they're impregnating the men. And there's like a death metal band that has to help save the world. And I'm like, I'm not really interested in any of this bullshit. But then I start looking at some of the motherfuckers that are involved. And Homeboy's got a short called Armin, and like, I wasn't familiar okay. with it. But it was, you know, it was available to watch on Vimeo, so I checked it out. Was fucking gorgeous. Was awesome. I'm like, all right, director has talent. Okay, so this is from that Nordic region yeah, of the world, right? Yeah, whole, they're Norwegian guys. Yeah. And so I start looking at the rest of the crew. He's got, like, the um, special effects supervisor that was Dead Snow 1 and 2. I love Dead Snow 1. 2, I'm okay on, but the special effects are awesome. They've got the editor from, um, was it uh, Max Manus? Okay. Man of War. Did you ever see that one? It's like a old war. I can't remember if that one's. I think it's War One. No, no. but I'm familiar. It's, just, it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. It's a gorgeous film. I'm like, there's a lot of really talented people involved with this with this alien idea, death right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you got me, man. You got a fucking brilliant subject line in your email. You've got some really talented motherfuckers, and they've got some really crazy. Uh, Indiegogo crowdfunding things. One of which is if you, I think it's like it's something crazy. It's like fifteen hundred dollars, but you get to get fucked to death by an alien, <laughs> like a real one. I, I don't know. I just, I'm curious. It's like it doesn't specify. Like somewhere in the springs of Norway, like right. they know where legit extraterrestrials live. We've got an underground bunker. They, you think you're there for like a movie, and you literally get fucked to death on film by an alien. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I actually don't know much about this one to be honest, but. I remember whenever you put in the group chat that the email headline was alien death fuck, which <laughs> dude, that is, that is brilliant. Like yeah, really you want brilliant. my attention. Yeah. That's how you get it. Like it's crude. Sure. But like that is going to do not like new and exciting crowdfunding campaign from the creators of blah, like oh, delete. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even if it had said from Max Manus and there's right. no one to have been like, well, I don't really care about that. Sure. You know, bloop. but uh, dude, so nice too there. Get the flex goal. So we're probably going to get to see this at some point one way or the other. I mean, this is still like in like, like the 
pre's of the pre's, basically. Yeah, okay, okay. But still, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I was I was kind of wishing we had more to see, because uh, even in their campaign video, there's, there's nothing ready yet. Well, the good thing, like, normally, that is like a giant red flag, right? Right. Um, but because these people have such a storied past mm-hmm. and a track record behind them, they can get away with doing something like that. Absolutely. And that's really the only reason why it got ran, is because, like, you know, these guys aren't fucking around with bullshit. They're doing yeah. some heavy hidden stuff. So I'm curious to see when there is more. Yeah, maybe in 2018 we'll be talking about this. I thing. hope so. They came. All right, gear up, buddy. Gear up. We're going to love this. Uh, there's going to be a lot of the audience who hates us for this, but uh, <laughs> The Walking Dead has finally hit a four year low in viewership. Is everyone finally catching up to what me and you've been preaching for like years now? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, it's funny. I used to. Used to, when an episode of The Walking Dead aired, like you couldn't get away from it on social media. If you went to right. fucking Walmart the next day, you didn't people have were talking to watch the episode. You got all the info right, right. on Facebook. You could go anywhere and people were talking about it. Um, aside from the season opener yep. that people lost their shit about, I haven't heard a single person mention a single thing. Me either. And like Twitter's almost completely dead with it. Yeah. I, I might see once it's like, oh, Walking Dead's about to start and then it's over. So we, I mean, we don't watch the show, but I do wonder what, what got us here, man. I'm thinking, so my thought is that they're finally kind of wading into actual horror again. Yeah. And with that, they're like, Hey, what's the easiest way to do? Let's kill off a whole bunch of characters. Oh fuck. Now we need new characters. And so they're bringing new characters up, killing new characters. And like, no one gets that weird attachment that they, they have with those older characters. That was my thought when they did the, the season opener, I was like, you need to kill off Somebody like a Daryl, somebody that everyone fucking loves. That way, you're like, okay, we're serious about this shit. Is he the normal? Uh, I'm not trying to be a dick, but is no, he no, the nor- yeah, he's is the, the normal guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, if you kill him off, now you've made a fucking yeah. statement. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, part of me, like before, I, not that I'm emotionally attached in any way, but part of me was hoping that it would be him. Yeah. A, because he's got a lot of other shit going on. Like, he doesn't need the show anymore. Nah. And B, like that, that's a statement. Yeah. Like, that, that's look at the balls we've got. We'll, right. we'll do this. They're hangling and dangling. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Um, so I don't know, man. I, I it's not like I'm dancing on their grave and by all like all time low or whatever. I'm sure they still have millions and millions and millions of watchers oh, for sure. Um, but still, it is it is interesting to see that they're on the decline now after what I thought was probably like one of the coolest things they've done in recent memory as far as their opener was this season. And that that's another part of it that makes me think that a lot of the uh, what I might call quote unquote casual horror fans mm-hmm. are now kind of like wait a second. And we were used to this soap opera that just happened to have zombies, and now we're moving into this brutal horror thing. I'm not, I'm not signed on for that. Let me get the fuck out of here. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth uh, keeping an eye on, and I have a feeling they're going. That's one of those franchises that AMC is going to wring every last cent out of before they before they hang it up. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. I think, yeah. but we'll see. I, I, it'll be curious to see how that plays out though at the end, the season finale. Yeah, if they just, like, fuck, let's try to get everyone, to, oh, remember that dude we killed? He's back as a zombie, and he's living with the crew. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah some bullshit like that. <laughs> All right, man, that's our news. Uh, it's, it's better no, than No, we got happened. one more. Do we have one more? We, we got, got one more. The craziest motherfucking trailer you've ever seen? Oh, what was it? I don't remember. I can't pronounce Meatball Machine? Oh, God. Jam, yo, we do need to talk about that one. How could what you was possibly it? forget? Co- 
Kodoko? Kodoko? Kodoku? I think. Kodoku. Was it, it K O D O K U? Yeah. Meatball machine. <laughs> so that's. Okay. Meatball <laughs> machine. Yeah, let me just say it again. So, kind of like your email that you saw, like the alien death fuck. Uh, I wake up first thing this morning. Did you see Meatball Machine? From Kodoku Meatball Machine. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> so, like, in my like uh, sleepy slumber stupor, like, I get out of bed, like, I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, fuck it, I guess I'll watch this trailer real quick. And like, I just could not stop laughing because I don't know what is going on in this movie other than there's more blood than I've ever seen ever in anything. There's there's machine gun nipples. There certainly are. There are these big like trash monsters of some sort. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Did you see a single meatball machine? Did, did you did you see one meatball machine? I don't know. Maybe I did. Like I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't either. So you know what it made, it made immediately made me think of is when the Power Rangers first hit TV back in the nineties. If you took that like that shitty kind of like costuming and like visuals, but then you went balls to the wall rated R. Oh yeah, and that's what the fuck yeah. this is, dude. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like the costuming stuff that's in here, it has it has very nineties Power Rangers esque. It is, which to me seems kind of awesome it's hilarious because yeah the, then nipple machine gun lady shows up and then right. samurai dude and some lady screaming while blood sprays every fucking where <laughs> and then somewhere i'm guessing there's a meatball machine so okay here, here's the, the the debate right now okay did they mean to call this meatball machine? I just can't imagine they did. Or is this one of those wacky, like, Japanese to English translations that just, it got lost it's, somewhere? It's gotta be. They were like, don't worry, guys, we'll translate it for you. Here you go. It's called Meatball Machine. But here's the thing. This is a sequel. <laughs> So, like, the original came out in 2005, oh my God. simply titled Meatball Machine. What the fuck? Now, this one, here we are. The guy that did the effects for that movie Shut is actually up. directing this movie and doing the effects. Oh, okay? double duty. And apparently, he, he's the guy that did the effects on, like, Tokyo Gore Police and a lot of, oh, like, okay. yeah, yeah. suit, like, amped up violence, wacky Japanese bullshit. shit. Yeah. Okay. So, he's that guy. Um now, granted, I've never seen Meatball Machine from 2005 either, <laughs> and I'm not sure that I, I don't know if there's the kind of thing that you need to see the first one to understand or not. Yeah, I'm not really sure that's going to help you. I'm not even sure, <laughs> right. you know, if you got the cliff notes, it's going to help you on this one. Yeah. Like, what is the plot synopsis for this thing? Dude, that's what's so fucking funny, because there isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, look, the work stands on its own. You don't need a plot synopsis. <laughs> like, I was, uh, I was reading through the press release, and I... I'm doing. My, I'm typing up the post on there, and we have the little box at the bottom that I normally type in <laughs> yeah, plot synopsis and blah, blah blah. So I get there and I'm like, hmm. "Huh? <laughs> this doesn't say anything about what the movie is. <laughs> like it says like who who who's behind it, what they've done in the past, but not a single line of text about what the fuck is going on in this movie." <laughs> So I just copied and pasted what what they had. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. You just just watch. That's all you had to write. Was just just watch it. So that being said. Uh, this is a 2017 movie, obviously. I don't know when it's coming out, but goddammit, 
I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah, save your money from the mummy and put it straight towards watching this thing because I don't know what the fuck, but you need to see it. I need to see it. Everyone yeah. needs to see this. <laughs> if nothing this else, craziest. go watch the trailer. And I mean, it's just blood. Like there is literally like ocean sounds in the background when blood starts pouring. Like it's just ridiculous amounts of blood. Blood and cheap ass Power Ranger monsters. Which is such an awesome combination. All right, that's the news. That's the news. And Actually, whenever I watched, whenever I watched that trailer this morning, I was like, "Yep, that's how you get on the Modern Horror <laughs> right, Podcast." Yes, it's like, like right there. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. Whenever we get back, we're gonna jump into the barn. Like literally, we're gonna jump into the we're barn. We're going to get into it. We're going. We're gonna knock. As soon as we get back after this break, right now. All right, Jacob. So this one has been on our radar for quite a long time, like 2014 long time, yeah. really. Uh, we did an interview with composer Rocky Gray at first, mm-hmm. who, for those of you that may not under understand his relevance, uh, he is the drummer for Evan for Evan Essence. Take that for what you will. When they were still a thing. Whenever guess, right? they were still a thing. And yeah. at their height of their popularity, there he was we their go. drummer. There yes. we go. Uh, but turns out he's just like a really talented uh, musical sort of savant motherfucker, as as it were. Yep. So he teams up with Justin M. Justin M. M. I want to make sure you get the initial in there. Mm-hmm. Justin M. Seaman in order to do this movie called The Barn, right? The Barn. The Barn. The Barn. Uh, and really the, the big takeaway from this one is that this is a sort of a throw, an 80s throwback. Definitely. It's, right? it's leaning real hard on that nostalgia. And that can go several different ways. Oh, yeah. I've seen it work to a movie's favor, kind of like mm-hmm. a... A Kung Fury, if you will. Oh, yeah. Uh, which good I call. Was, I didn't expect that one coming I mean, out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that was the one that came to mind. But like, yeah. Or, or I've seen it go the polar opposite of that and just be fucking trash. Uh, so before I get into what I thought, let, oh, let's. Okay. Let, I'm, I'm going to twist the tables over to you. What did you think about this? Yeah, thing? so there's been a, I guess, increase in, I because we're getting closer to the time of the release, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are really kind of talking about it online, and I was... I wasn't as excited, but seeing other people get excited kind yeah. of started to work on me. And uh, once, let me go ahead and start with us. Uh, got a lot of pros, got a lot of cons for okay. me in this one. Uh, I'm gonna start with a pro, and it's because you already brought it up. Was the music? Yeah, fantastic, very good. It really, um, really set you in that that time frame, that late '80s kind of time frame. Yeah, and that's like uh, for me, that was a big success as well, yeah. just because. Uh, you think about these throwback movies, and a lot of times you think, oh, where they're going to have those arpeggiator synth lines, that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I love that, to be honest, but we're getting a lot of it. So sure. this really feels more like a soundtrack from like Jason Takes Manhattan or something oh. like that, just like throwback rock like type stuff right you know which I, I thought was really really cool yeah it didn't really feel like it's just a guy hanging out and doing like synthesizer kind of bullshit like right. he was actually composing pieces of music right and i appreciated that same uh cinematically i've got good and bad i guess feelings towards it okay i will start with the good if it feels legitimately old. It really does. Which is the point, right? It is the point. Uh, and that's the, that's the thing with some of the nostalgic things. That's even some of the things I've seen people 
and there's a few people that don't like Stranger Things. That was some of their problem with it was that it looked too pretty. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, it wasn't shot in 1980, sure. But this actually looks the exact opposite. (laughs) Right. It does look like it was shot in like 1987 or some shit. But with that, there's some weird. I don't know. It just didn't always vibe with me. All the camera shots. It just wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. And I and I get what they're going for. I do. I understand. Like they wanted to feel authentic is yes. the word I'm looking for. Okay, so even with you not vibing with certain cinematography choices, right. did you think that it always felt authentic? From a cinematography standpoint, I'll say yes. Okay. Yes, it did. So your gripes are more with it doesn't it doesn't work as well because it's authentic. It doesn't work yeah. that doesn't work as well in 2016. Is that what you're saying? For me, yes. Okay. And on the flip side, I can absolutely tell that some people are going to love it. Love what this thing is doing. But for me, it just didn't it didn't feel like I was getting anything new or relevant. But that's okay cuz I don't really know if that I really don't think that was the point. Yeah. So for me, uh, the first trailer that I watched of this one, I mm-hmm. was all in. Yeah, okay, right? you were excited. All in. Uh, I, I think I, I think another one came out at some point, and it showed a little bit more, and I was like, eh, I mm-hmm. don't know, I don't know. Like we're starting to really get into some treacherous territory <laughs> here. Um, but now that I've put my eyes on, it, I've seen it. Uh, I had more fun with this movie than anything that may, what this is one of the most pleasurable viewing experiences that I've had this year. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like, I, I had an absolute blast with it from start to finish. And this is coming from a guy that traditionally doesn't really like the kind of movies that this is trying to imitate. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm not the biggest throwback horror fan, like, in the world anyway. But I really liked the idea, like, this isn't really a slasher. We're not dealing with ghosts. Uh, basically, this is a group of kids, mm-hmm. uh, young adults, that travel to this town that has this storied past behind it and end up awakening these three demons of some sort uh, that are not the kind of demons that you might expect, right? They're locked in a barn for some reason. For some reason. uh, I mean, that's kind of explained. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Like That that just so happens to be the location of something else. (laughs) Uh, And that's fine. Well, it's got to be somewhere, right? I mean, for sure. So... Uh, yeah, you've got the, the 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 guy that has like a pumpkin for a head that can transform into other jack o' lanterns around yep. town. That's a cool thing. You got like the 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 digger guy, the boogie the miner, the miner. Yeah, yep. uh, and you got the scarecrow. Yep. Right. So as far as those three things, I actually really liked the nostalgic value of just having these these characters something iconic looking yeah something iconic that like if had this movie came out like i could see people like getting masked and being these things for halloween like in 1989 or whatever well since you brought that up let's talk about all the damn merchandise they've actually created with it they've got a whole website what was it the barn merchant the barn Merch.com? Don't overthink it. Yeah, thebarnmerch.com. Yeah. Got everything over there. Like action figures, masks, DVDs, I mean, VHS. They're, they're really going all in on this being a 1989 production. And as such, uh, they have created a shit ton of merchandise uh, that you would have found in the 80s yeah. for a very successful sure. movie. So you've got the soundtrack on vinyl. You've got it on cassette. Uh, you've got the movie. You can get it on DVD, of course, uh, but you can also get it on VHS. Yes, you can. Uh, you can also get like an old school NES version uh, of of the video game, like which you know, is crazy, a shitty 
you know, movie made to game <laughs> adaptation. Like those are always good, right? Right. Back in that day, they certainly were not. Right, I mean, that, but that's, again, <laughs> that's kind of the point here, right? So, uh, really good merch, uh, action figures, yeah. dolls, uh, a board game, like anything you can name. Like they've probably got it. T-shirts, or they're working on it. I bet. Or they're working on it. Now, the thing is, a lot of this is like really limited stuff. Like the like the, the action figures. Uh, there, there's ten, and there's ten sets of three in the entire world. Period. When they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. So. That said, if you really like the movie, uh, you're gonna have to pay for that. I think they're oh, like yeah. eighty bucks for like the three yes. for the three action figures, but it doesn't get much more limited than that. <sighs> it doesn't. Now I won't be buying any of those. I had the exact opposite experience. What? Yes. So this was. You remember how we had a horrible time watching Phantasm? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had that exact same experience. Really? I did. And a lot of it just is purely the acting. It's so poor. It was just really hard for me to get into anything because it's just all the lines are delivered the same way with our main characters, except for the uh, who was uh, who was the black guy Reggie Reggie is that his name? I don't know. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. But he he was a highlight for me. Okay, yeah, he was fucking awesome. I loved him with his uh, Run DMC outfit for the most part. Sure, his little, I was, his Walkman that he had with him all the time. <laughs> I'm, I was questioning why he's going to go see a metal show with these guys, but I was like, whatever, man. Don't, don't be racist. <laughs> Come on. Well, speaking of racist, well, no, I won't ruin all of it. But his name was Russell. Russell. I dug Russell. But for the most part, everyone else was... Uh, it was him and Dr. Rock, who surprisingly was played by uh, Ari Lehman, the original boy coming out of the lake Friday the yep. 13th. Yep. He yeah. was fucking awesome, The too. first Jason Voorhees. Yeah, it felt like an uh, early 90s, late 80s rock jock. You know, it was just yep. super cheesy and like, we're going to do the melt your face off shit or yeah. something. So the acting wasn't a problem for me. Wow. Like, it, Come on. It was, it was stiff. It was, that was super stiff. It was not particularly good. No. Um, but in the context of this movie, do you want fucking Marlon Brando in the barn, like giving these? I, I don't. But I like, want something a little more. <laughs> I, I could see where, like, if you once again, if you like shitty movies like Phantasm, there's a lot of you out there. <laughs> you're gonna fucking love this, but it's not for me. It certainly isn't. Yeah, I mean this this movie could not be any more clear about what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. and I think that it knocks that out of the fucking park like every bit of it the way it's shot the way it looks uh one critique that i would have and to me it, it bugged the shit out of me from time to time okay. uh and that is the sound uh and, and just because not that it ever sounds poor per okay. se it, you don't have that onboard camera tin can audio but uh, what you do have is obvious dub yeah from time to time so like it sounds like your people like your people are in a in a in a field mm-hmm. somewhere where you would need to have like a really big boom mic coming down, and since they probably didn't have the budget for that, they just re-recorded their lines in a sound studio Super somewhere. Super clear audio. Super clear. You can tell that the performers are very close to the microphones, uh, much like w- we sound when we record this show. Like you, you get this sound here. Or you get this sound over here. It's completely different. Like if I was somewhere else, like it should sound different where you are in the scene. Right. And and this one, it sounded exactly the same, no matter where these people were. And to me, I mean, thank you for putting <laughs> putting in work in post production to make sure you have good audio. But maybe just think a little bit ahead to where if if it should sound like it's closer to back here, record it from back here, not right here. Right. Uh- I, I heard those problems, obviously, but uh, they didn't bother me. Yeah. And I think part of it is, it already looks kind of shitty, on purpose. The acting was shitty, 
potentially on purpose. So it wasn't that far of a stretch for me to think audio's off on purpose. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. And I, I, it's just total speculation on my part. I'm just all things considered. Sure, sure. It was like whatever. And that's a nitpicky kind of thing. A lot of people will probably watch this movie and never think twice about I it. I mean, that's a possibility too. That's a possibility too. Um, but for me, like even when shit goes uh crazy and like the gore and stuff comes into play yep. like i always thought it was very playful whenever the bad yep. guys get hit they have this like cheesy static effect that goes around them that i oh, thought was man. really cool at first it was fun and then it wore on me i was just ready for it to kind of go away I, I see i really liked it oh man it was it, it, it was taxing to say the least taxing taxing it was just too much i like i there was moments when, like, you think they finished them off, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do the stupid electricity effect around them at that point. But every time they got touched. That's what happens, man. <laughs> so, hey, what happens every time you touch a hot stove? It burns your uh, ass. Like, that's, that's, this is what happens. I couldn't. I couldn't, man. I mean, I did, but <laughs> I, I didn't want to. Okay. So, for me, this is, a without a doubt... Uh, this is a must watch, and I know that sounds, I know that sounds crazy because you're not feeling the same thing. No, I'm definitely not. But for me, like, because I I would say like this is a must watch if you love these old school cheesy horror movies. But I don't love those. And that's what blows my fucking mind. I don't love those, and for whatever reason, uh, I just had an absolute blast with this movie. For everything, everything down from the cheesy performances to the it's not excessively like grained out grindhouse post production cheesy no, looking. No, 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 no. Like their 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 lows their lo fi you know filming actually yeah. looks legit. Right. But there are some points too though where they put in a little bit of burn marks and stuff where they like, they look like they've sliced the. Or they're trying to mimic slicing the that, camera, and, and that was my 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 biggest turnoff were those moments. Yeah, like where it's a little the, too egregious. Yeah, like the 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 screen would wash out real quick, and then like a a frame switch yeah. would happen. Like I don't need that. Like that's obviously not not a that takes me out of this thing, right? Because that's just not possible. And if you're confused by that, like you know, you people who put films together actually had to cut slice and put them back together and occasionally you'd get imperfections and then the old the longer you ran it you might get burn marks in it or like right. luke says some of the the film might degrade and you get washed out and a lot of that was added in to give it that that old feel that old right. effect to me that just in particular didn't work but literally everything else did man uh yeah i just i mean woof, the, the exact opposite experience okay. i do appreciate what they're going for though and i do think it hits home for people well, not like you. I'm know, surprised you what, like it, crazy. actually. Yeah. But somebody who does like, like I say, Phantasm, uh, Pumpkinhead, it mm. felt very yeah. much yeah, like yeah, Pumpkinhead. Yeah. And so if you think back and you're like, man, I really love fucking Pumpkinhead. It's the best movie ever. You're going to love this one. I just don't. So Chris Crumb is going to be re uh, reviewing this one on the website Oh, uh, he's going to fucking love it. I, I think he will. He's like, going to love I, it. So uh, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, man, you watched The Barn yet? And he's like, no, I haven't yet. And I, don't, I never want to color people's reviews right. or anything like that. I was like, but... I think you're really going to like this one. Yeah, he's going to love it. He might surprise me, but I doubt I'm surprised at all. Yeah. I bet this gets a pretty high score. I would support it. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I can tell. I won't. Uh, you know, and like, it was, like I say, it, it's just, it just didn't, it all matched what they're trying to do. It just didn't strike for me. Yeah. And I just really want to hammer that home to people. It's not successful what they're trying to do. Yeah. You just didn't like what they were it's trying to do. It's not the fault of the filmmaker. Yeah. And I, you know, that's what we're trying to critique, but I also want to, you know, be like this is not for everybody. This is not going to be yeah. an everybody kind of film. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I I'm not going to tell you that it's not weird that I that I do like it uh, because it's pretty much the the 
equivalent of everything that I don't like. I mean, right. Um, but I, I do. That's all I can I'm say. I'm interested. I'm interested to see. Okay. I, I'm curious to see how the general public feels, or the general horror public feels about I, this. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I can see... I can see lots of negative reviews pouring in from from the iTunes general Definitely public Definitely that crowd. one's going to hate, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I do think that this is going to have a home. For me, like, dude, I, I will go this far, right? Okay. Uh, for me, this movie is all of a sudden uh, an October requirement for me from oh, now on. Oh, shit. Like, it is an October must. This, I, can, I, I would re-watch this with a group. Just to see how they reacted to to the how ridiculous this thing is. Yeah, it is. It is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now I better see just because so many people complain about movies not being like they used to. This is exactly how they used to be made. Oh yeah. So yeah, you yeah. better you better love it. Right. <laughs> if you're one of those right. people, you better love this movie. No, yeah, I, I agree. Everything from the cheese to the impractical concept to just just, <laughs> just everything is 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 ridiculous. The wacky legend. The wacky legend. See, and that's the thing. I like all of that. I like all that. This reminded me of a movie that I would have watched with my grandma a long time ago. So, so in in that like as far as nailing the nostalgic factor, like I mean, it got me. Maybe that's sure. How it got me. I sure. don't know. Um, but I can see I can see iTunes reviews fucking hating it. I can yep. see it having a very low score on IMDb. Uh, but I believe within the genre, I think it's going to do very well. I, I, I expect it to do very well. I think it'll do okay. I, I, I feel like it's going to be split crowd. I really do. Yeah. Very much like the way we're split here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And perhaps not a better example. Getting <laughs> Right. There yeah. you go. All right. So that's all I got. That's all I got, too, man. I I know it sounds super down on it because I didn't enjoy it, but yeah. You just want to hammer home. I think they did what they wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy it on probably VHS. Oh fuck, you're gonna go old school, huh? You yeah. got a VHS player you can watch this on? I do. It's not plugged up anything. Like I just have it. Like something like you know. Like you're just gonna have it to have. Okay, yeah, I got you. support. No, fine. Support the filmmakers. Absolutely. A lot of this shit we get sent over for free. So I, fi- I find it important to like whenever I legitimately like something, I'll buy a poster, I'll buy a shirt, or maybe I will buy a movie. Not because I need to own it somewhere. Like just because right. you know it's support. A little bit of support. I will. Now that you mentioned that, I am actually way more interested into that uh, NES knockoff game than I was uh, yeah. the movie. So yeah, they made a video game. It's crazy. This movie would adapt to a shitty NES fucking game and make it fun perfectly. perfectly yeah, perfectly. so I'm actually gonna have to check that out. All right, guys. So that's the barn. Uh, I, I I spoke to the writer director earlier this afternoon. If you go to the website, thebarnmerch.com, you can pre-order the DVD right now. It says it is expected to ship on the 15th. I asked him, is that actually going to happen? He said he expects the DVD shipment to be in in eight days. So if December that happens, 15th? December 15th. Okay. So if that shipment comes in on the day that he thinks it's going to come in, uh, you can buy it at that time. You can pre-order it right now if it sounds like it's up your alley. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. Right, right in time for Christmas. Yep. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take our next break. Whenever we get back, we're going to jump headfirst into an interview with Charlie Steeds. Uh, This is the guy that is the writer, director behind the... Uh, what we call the tomato soup a few years uh, a few years <laughs> a few back. years back you know we've been on this one a few episodes back on the podcast uh, escape from cannibal farm yes. so we're gonna talk to charlie as soon as we get back after this right now All 
right, Charlie. So basically, we just want to, uh, we wanted to catch up with you. We saw the trailer for Escape from Cannibal Farm. And sure. Yeah. Frankly, I was just fucking blown away, to be honest with you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It, you know, so there's been some conflicting sort of feelings online since the trailer has come out. So <laughs> yeah. before before we jump into all that, uh, just kind of give us the rundown, man. Like, what is Escape from Cannibal Farm, like, in, in your mind? Um, well, I mean, in, in, in terms of the story of it, I mean, I think with low budget stuff, it is a good idea, especially, uh, you know, I'm starting out, you know, this is people don't know me and they don't know what I'm trying to make and they don't, you know, they haven't seen my films. So, you know, I'm, I'm starting out with something where I think it's good to latch on to something that people do recognize, you know, there's that saying that people want sort of the same thing, but a little bit different. Uh, and obviously as everyone's noticed, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is sort of, (laughs) where we were going with that. I mean, the the film itself, like the actual story I'm trying to tell in it, there is really nothing to do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, the actual story couldn't be any more different. Um, But it's sort of, I think people, especially horror fans, like we're so used to seeing the same old cliches and the same old like things going on in, in horror films, you know. I mean, there's countless films where a family or a group or whoever shows up at a place where, you know, they're going to be sabotaged by evil people, you know, or, or whoever it is, whether they're showing up at, you know, some dodgy motel or, you know, the woods or whatever. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure. So, so definitely there's those similarities with Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that I thought, you know, this is sort of like a British version, you know, we got the countryside and they come across a farm, you know, it's, it's kind of like the British thing. And I thought that was kind of like a, a cool idea to explore. And the first sort of half an hour of the movie really does go that way. But my whole thing was like, you know, people are expecting certain things. So let's play to what they're expecting and then try and sort of flip it. And obviously I can't really, I don't really want to say too much because there are twists in the film that really flip it on its head. Or I hope, you know, if they work, uh, people will really be surprised at the direction that it goes. But after that first half hour, the film goes on for like another, uh, almost another hour and a half, you know, and it has to go somewhere. Um, And those places are sort of very different. And I guess those sort of, come from you know it's the guys in the cage you know the family are in the cages sure and they're trying to escape and then there's other sort of stuff but i'm quite inspired by big sort of quite convoluted narratives like the sort of thing you get in american horror story which i'm a massive fan of you know flashbacks to this and that and the other and then building up the story in that sort of way so that's kind of what you can expect from it yeah yeah i mean that's interesting i mean i think that keeps the the audience guessing as to what's going to happen or if you're flashing back in time, going to all these different places, following these different people, uh, it's, it's easier to be caught off guard or it, to me, it keeps my interest or my intrigue going throughout the picture. Um, yeah. so there's been kind of this trend and, and before I go on any further, like fuck everybody that's pissed off because it, it seems <laughs> like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, I've been a big proponent on this show. Um, the stuff that we love so much in hard, the stuff that we look fondly on, we we love it for a reason, right? So if we can come along and borrow some of those ideas and make a modern horror film that, you know, like you said, kind of, kind of gives the people what they expect. And then some dude, I'm all for it. 
Uh, Now, what seems to be the biggest difference to me in this one is just how much more violent this one appears to be, uh, (laughs) because that trailer is fucked up, man. The trailer has definitely got, uh, you know, it's full of violence and action and stuff like that. And I mean, the film, there are scenes just like that in the film. You know, there are scenes that are are violent and and. I mean, I love action films anyway. Like, uh, and I like in I like in horror films when things get really out of hand. Uh, you know, I like the end of Brain Dead, or I like Evil Dead Two. Yeah. You know, I like it when things get completely out of hand. Um, and I like action, so there are a fair few moments in the film where it really gets to those places. Um, so, so yeah, I hope that uh, people enjoy those bits. You know. So, are we going to have any like? comedy in here at all or is this going to be pure serious chopping people up it's, it is pure serious you know <laughs> straight horror really i mean i i personally my tastes i i do like stuff that is a bit more tongue-in-cheek and i like stuff that's a bit more sort of full of fantasy but this is really you know it's sort of like gritty realism um the first the first sort of half hour of the film is really jolly and happy and cheery and it's got lots of funny bits in it. And then, you know, it it then just goes terribly downhill the minute they get to the farm, basically. Speaking of the realism, I know on a lot of like, especially this type of movie where there's going to be a lot of, or at least I'm assuming a lot of gore and a lot of murder. Yeah. Are we purely practical effects or do we have some CG sprinkled in here and there? No, there's, there's no CG or anything like that. I mean, the the only stuff, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the only stuff I've added in post is actually gunshots. Um, you know, when they fire a gun, that that's done in post because I think that is all right. You know, it looks convincing enough. Uh, but I, uh, you got to shoot a motherfucker, man. Like, <laughs> real bullets, man. We'll know. We'll know. <laughs> I'm talking about you know the muzzle flash, not oh, the yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, you want the real blood. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll let that slide. As Americans, though, we love our real gun blast. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, all, all the makeup effects and stuff are, are practical. I mean, we we don't have a budget to do CGI or anything like that anyway, and and it never looks as good. So it really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so now that the trailer, I mean, it's it's gotten pretty popular. Let me see. Let me refresh. Yeah, pull some numbers boy. up. Yeah. So it's got from your YouTube channel. It's got roughly thirty three thousand views, two hundred thirty one thumbs up, and only sixteen thumbs down. So. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like now that so many people have seen it that do you feel any pressure like do you, do you feel like people watch this trailer and get an accurate representation of what this movie is all about? Yeah, I think they do. I think that you should expect uh you know from a feature length film that you're going to go into it and want a story with with characters. That's that's what I'm trying to aim to get out there in addition to blood and guts and gore, you know, because obviously from the trailer, you know, it looks like a, you know, a very hardcore slash 'em up sort of movie, but you can't sustain a whole film just slashing people up the whole time, sure. you know. Uh, me and and the cast, you know, really tried to work as hard as we could on getting these characters that you can relate to and that you'd want to you want to see them, you know, escape the farm. If you don't want them to escape, then what's the point in in watching it apart from you know just the pleasure of seeing them, you know, get hacked up? But I think uh, the, the violence I'm hoping is far more disturbing and sadistic in that. You know, I I love uh, I love writing characters in a way that you know 
you really this character really and in most other movies should escape you know you should want them to get away and then right at the moment where you think they're going to get away do the most horrible things to them <laughs> like you know that's i was trying to do that with a lot of the characters in this um and a lot of moments in this where you really think things are going to go a little better but they just get worse and worse so yeah <laughs> You mentioned the, uh, you, you mean you've mentioned the cast now. You've mentioned the, the sort of the countryside, the farm. Yeah. Um, yeah. How long did it take you to shoot this thing? And for the movie nerds, we got a lot of them that listen. Uh, what did you shoot this on? Because it looks very pretty. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, we shot for twenty two days um, this summer earlier this year. Uh, and it felt like a lifetime at the time because we shot 22 days in a row. We didn't have a break. So, uh, for some of the actors, I mean, you get sort of days off and then, you know, if you get killed off, then you're done and, you know, so on. But for me, uh, you know, and the crew, we just worked 22 days the whole time without stopping. And it really got, I mean, we did night shoots as well in addition to that, you know, so some days you'd really not get much sleep. Um, and then we shot it on a uh, red dragon. So, oh, and, yeah. that makes sense. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too sure about all the sort of, uh, I'm not too sure about the specifics of the different technical stuff that my cinematographer Michael used. Um, yeah. But as, we wanted to create like an old-fashioned look. I, I like it when movies look a little bit older, but at the same time, we definitely don't want to shoot on film because of all the the practical reasons, you know, uh, all the all the disadvantages of that, if you like. Um, but um, what we did do was, I think most of it is shot through old still photography lenses that, you know, are sort of vintage lenses. So even though uh, it's shot on this, you know, modern camera, the Red Dragon, we're shooting through photography lenses that I don't think you would usually put onto a camera like that. Yeah, that's awesome that you say that because I, I, I just recently, me personally, uh, for yeah. stuff when I'm filming, I bought a shitload of old vintage lenses on uh, eBay and yeah, put them yeah. all in to shoot video through. And that's cool, man, because like those lenses were never designed to have video, you know, captured through them. So you get this really cool yeah. look. Exactly. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. So what, what is there left in the movie? Like, I, I think some people reading the comments between <laughs> YouTube and Reddit, like some people were like, Oh, well, I hope there's actually a story to this thing, which you've said that there is. And other yeah. people are like, oh, man, I just want an onslaught the entire time, which you've kind of said, well, it's you, you can't sustain that. Um, so so what else is there about this movie that you want to kind of get out there? And, and most importantly, I guess, uh, when are, are people going to be able to see it? And mm-hmm. is it going to be a worldwide rollout? Is it going to be UK only first? Like, how is this going to work? Uh, well, uh, the film is with sales agents who are in the U.S. So it will come out in the U.S. and Canada first. Um, and they tell me that it could come out as early as summer next year. Um, which I guess is a, is a kind of feels like a long way away seeing as the trailer's out. I I released the trailer really early. Um, I was, I edited it, uh, and then, uh, I was going to release it, but I held on to it for a couple of months and I thought I'll wait till much later, you know, when the film's really just about to come out, but I couldn't wait. And then I just ended up releasing it you know, really early. 
um, and then and then it picked up this sort of uh, people watching it, you know. Um, so that's so it'll be in the US first, and then uh, other places will hopefully follow, you know. But by the end of next year, I guess that's when I'm hoping most people could have it by. I, I think it will come sort of straight to DVD. Um, you know, and and it'll be hopefully distributed in basically whoever will take it, you know, all around the world. So, yeah. So whenever you say it's with sales agents in the U.S., um, have they have they nailed down a distributor yet, or are we still in that hunt? Um, we well. I, I know I have. I mean, I don't know if they have, but I've already had lots of distributors writing to me asking for sure, it. Sure, yeah. Um, so, so, and I just sort of have to decide. I, like, I've got an offer uh, for U.S. distribution. Um, I just have to see who I want to go with. It hasn't yet been to, uh, you know, one of the film markets. Um, I think the next one's yeah. in Berlin in, in February. So that's where you really get to see who wants it and who doesn't want it and how well it's going to do. So. Cool. So Charlie, you brought up a uh, interesting yeah. thing that has been, I guess, kind of the forefront of conversation lately with trailers, especially, especially mm. trailers giving away too much. And you <laughs> edited your own trailer. Was that just purely based on something you prefer to do, or do you just you know budgetary? It makes more sense not to let it be in the marketing team's hands, or is it just a combination? Uh, I'm I'm really into trailers and I really like editing trailers uh, for my sort of short films and and you know all of that sort of thing. I used to edit little trailers for them. And when it came to this, you know, I, I feel like I would much prefer to edit my own trailers because I know the story and I know what I do want to tell and what I don't want to tell. Um, and I actually I earn a living from uh, or part of a living from making uh, trailers for for other movies. Um, so so that's sort of what I do. So I, so I quite enjoy the whole trailer editing stuff. That's nice. So when you're uh, directing Fast and Furious 25, you, you think you'll still want to edit that trailer? <laughs> well, they probably won't let me by then, but, you know, if I was ever in that position, then, you know, maybe, maybe. So is it kind of frustrating for you to, I mean, it sounds like the movie's done. I mean, it's been done probably. Uh, you couldn't wait to get the trailer out there, and now you just have to play this waiting game. Does, does that suck a little bit? Um. Yeah, I mean, you have to be really, really patient. Um, I mean, for me, I have, I, well, I feel like I have quite a fast turnaround in, in the way I make films because um, I did make a, a feature film before this one, which wasn't horror, um, which I made in June or April last year. Um, and then that was quite a long wait until, you know, I waited a year to then make this one. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I've now written my next feature film script and, uh, it's all cast. Everybody's, you know, all set to, we're actually filming it in France. Uh, in, and we start that in January next month. So although, you know, I have to be patient and wait for this one to slowly come out, I'm not sort of sitting around. I, I've just, you know, you've got to just keep active. Otherwise it would drive you crazy. So we're making a, a sort of period drama, Gothic horror in a 13th century castle in the South of France, uh, with sort of, you know, supernatural haunted housey sort of elements. Um, and that's what we're doing in next month. So I'll be too busy with that to, you know, be able to focus on what, what cannibal farm is, is up to, you know? Yeah. So Charlie, you write, you write your own scripts, correct? I do, yeah. yeah. So do you take into consideration any budgetary things since you're also going to be the director? Or do you just let your writer's mind go and write whatever and worry about that kind of 
budgetary problems later when you put the director hat on? Um, well, what I tend to do is I, I try to just let myself just go. Like, I, you know, if I'm going to write something, don't care about the budget. I will just write it. I'll just let it do whatever it wants to do. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I do know in the back of my mind that I'm going to have to make it and, and, you know, produce it as well once I've written the script. So I, you know, I, I say I let myself just go with it, but I think in the back of my head, there are some things that I know I can't do, but I've never really found that to be too much of a, a restriction. There are script ideas, lots of script ideas I have, um, where you know I, I think yeah this is the film I would like for example when I did Cannibal Farm I said to the cast and stuff you know this is the film I'm doing next uh, it's, a, it's a sort of like it's set in the 80s it's a monster movie it's sort of like a creature feature it's set in the sewers um, but I know that actually I don't actually have the, the money or, or the access to funds to make that anytime right now so that for that reason, I'm going to this uh, castle in France, you know, and um, that script is sort of on the back burner. Uh, but for example, with, with this castle in France, the castle was actually offered to me. Somebody came to me and just said, we have this amazing location. Uh, you know, if you wanted to have it in part of your movie, you could have it. And I said, well, it's such an amazing location could I have it for like a month and make just a whole film just in the castle? And then they said, sure, you know, come, come out for the whole month and, and it's all yours. It's empty. Um, so I then wrote the script knowing that I had that location oh. and I wrote a script for, you know, I, I wrote it to fit that uh, environment basically. So we were talking about escape from cannibal farm uh, you've got this new drama period piece that you're working on in a fucking castle. Uh, you just yeah. dropped hints at a 80s set creature feature in the sewer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is it safe to say that you're you're going to be making horror films for, for a bit? Yeah, I hope so. Ho horror is what I love. Um, and I mean, like I say, I, I've made a fair few short films like over the last few years. And then last year I made, oh, I had a crack at making my first feature film, which was sort of like a very low budget sort of action adventure sort of thing in a very sort of DIY filmmaking sort of a way. Um, very much in the spirits of low budget filmmaking. And I didn't really expect anything to come of it really, but it, it did get distribution. I mean, it's out in the US and Canada and it's coming out in a few other places germany and uh, hopefully china and the uk um and i didn't expect that from it at all so when i knew that i could actually make something that could get out there and actually get seen by people uh that's when i thought well if you know if i can have that then i'm gonna do horror so that's why i wrote escape from cannibal farm because horror is what i love and and i mean i, I plan my scripts I mean, I have a, a list of films that I want to make and, and I'm going to be working through them. I can tell you that at least the next 10 are all horror. So, yeah, horror is what I'm super interested in. Man, that's amazing to hear. Uh, very, from, from what I can see, I, we haven't seen the film yet, but from outward appearances in the trailer, uh, it looks very <laughs> promising. Can't wait to see more. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time and talking with us. Uh, learned a lot, so thanks <laughs> for sure being did, so Charlie. open. <laughs> I'm only hoping, no the only thing I need is I'm hoping, and don't don't spoil it for me, 
I'm just hoping that motherfucker swings that chainsaw around on that on that chain. <laughs> but no small. Okay. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care, man. All right, Jacob, as luck would have it, we actually have uh, another round of Ask Modern Horrors to go through. We've got so many Ask Modern Horrors that we're going to have to only do a couple this time, and then we'll float the others to when we can get to them. Absolutely, and and to keep with the trend that we've been experiencing in recent weeks, uh, these questions just keep getting better and better, man. So uh, props to you guys that continue to send things in and really make us think uh, this week, uh, some, some really good things, so keep them coming. Uh, always, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, <laughs> this time, we do know what you're going to get. Uh, it's going to be sort of a random grab bag of digital um, co- digital yeah, movie, movie download codes. Yeah. codes. So we'll just let them pick out of the hat or something? I don't know. We'll figure that out, right? Uh, we'll, we'll pick, out a hat, right. pick out of a hat, and then uh, what you get is what you get. Yeah, it's, it's free. It's free. It's free. Yeah. Calm down. All right, let's start with Amy Dubs at Amy W666. She's fellow one of the uh, yeah, right? fellow, yeah fellow podcaster with the uh, final final girls podcast absolutely so uh, check them out. You have a recurring nightmare every night. Would you rather it star the nun from Conjuring Two or Bone Tomahawk Neck Flute Guys? <laughs> Which man, so have I you, like have, that description though. Oh, Bone Tomahawk <laughs> Flute Neck Guys, <laughs> Neck Flute Guys. Uh, so have you ever had like a recurring dream? Yes, when I was little, dude. I think I had, can't remember what movie I'd seen, but. Um, being from a country family who liked to hunt, we had a couple of mounted deer heads, and for a week straight, I had kept having this vision of this damn deer head coming to life and just murdering everyone in the fucking house. Terrified me. It's very similar to a certain movie. Yeah, yeah, and I think I saw that movie. I can't think of what the movie is. Is it? Uh, is it one that? It's not one of the house movies. Is it? What is it? No, I don't want to spoil it because it's kind of part of it. Yeah, but it's from our. Canadian friends up in the oh that one no yeah. see now I th- I think I've seen a clip of an older film where the deer head actually talks okay and I think I must have caught a clip of that and it just stuck in my mind yeah that, so I had one and this one doesn't make any sense because it didn't come from like a movie or anything uh, you know how there was like that like the tall man or maybe just the man I don't know like those people were having. Uh, reoccurring nightmares like all these people are having these reoccurring mm, nightmares mm-hmm. and whenever they were drawing them they were all drawing like the same guy like they're okay. all dreaming about the same person yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I would have this nightmare and, and not that I've known that anyone else has ever seen this guy but it would, it would just be this <laughs> guy uh, I would be in my bed and uh, I lived in a trailer at the time I was very young and I just remember like headlights shining through the blinds of this trailer that I was in uh, in like this uh, this green muscle car of some sort, like get into an accident with the other oh, cars shit. that was in my uh, driveway or fucking grass hut with <laughs> the trailer sat in at the time. And uh, this guy would get out like this red faced ginger and hindsight kind of looks like an old school Kiefer Sutherland, Uh-oh. Uh, but just a little more gingery. Uh, he would get out and he would seem to be intoxicating. He had this knife and he would break into my room Uh-oh. and yank me out of bed and take me on this like terrifying drive like through Uh-oh. town uh, where he's just crashing into shit and whatnot. Uh-oh. And then I would just wake up. Luke, have you ever heard of suppressed memories? Oh, no. <laughs> no, this could be real. So let me, okay. real. Where did the bad man touch you? She's about to get deeper. <laughs> oh, no. So check this out. We're about to get all Luke's dirty laundry. 
<laughs> so now that you mentioned that, I do think I, I do think I have some shit going down, right? Yes. So I don't remember anything from the second grade. Oh God, you I, had some I, bad shit happen like, to I, you. I don't remember anything. So and even when I go to my mom's house, like on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, I go get the uh, the old school photos out. Yes. And you're like, what? Well, when did that? Happen? I have every grade except second grade. What? Some gingery man kidnapped you? No, I mean maybe. I don't <laughs> Took know. Took you to Tijuana and then eventually brought you back. And we are going to answer the question. <laughs> right, we were. But I have one. We more. need to work him out. We just need and to work one, him out. That one was when I was a little. Yeah, <laughs> help me get through these. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys, come on. Um, so that one was when I was, I was a little kid, right? Okay. Uh, and up until a few years ago, I had this one, which is so much weirder. Okay. Oh my god. And I had this for like, like two years. I had this dream, right? It's so too much. Too much. I I would find myself in like a desert field of some sort. A desert field. A de- <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> like, you know, just like a long stretch of desert highway. Okay, okay? that makes more sense. Not, not so much a field. It was <laughs> like a nice little meadow of desert. So I, I, I'd find myself on this long stretch of a desert highway, and there would be I'd, I'd be walking down, and I'd come to this, like, really small, shitty shack, okay. basically. And I'd go up there. It's a white, dilapidated shack, basically. And I'd go up there, and uh, there would be a guy on the outside, and I'd go up to him and be like, is he in there? Uh oh. And he'd say, Yeah, he's in the back. So I'd I'd walk to the back of the Uh-oh. shack and in the back room there's a kiddie pool. Oh. And inside this kiddie pool is a dolphin. I don't like where it's going. And I would reach out to pet this dolphin don't and his smooth it. skin would cut my hand. Oh fuck. That's Rip, shark skin. I guess. Uh and then I would wake up. So the man actually took you to Mexico and you're having <laughs> Fucking flashbacks of trying to pet a shark uh, while you were with this strange, creepy man in Mexico. I, I guess, man. I got some shit I need to work out. <laughs> yeah, so. We'll get you fixed up later, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, I guess back to the question. Sure, the, yeah. the nun or the bone tomahawk net flu guy? Um, I wasn't overly impacted by the nun in any way, shape, or form. Sure. It was fine. I thought the CGI's kind of ruined her for me. A little bit. Uh, the bone tomahawk neck flute guys, uh, that's just fucking scary. Uh, so like re- replace dolphin with bone tomahawk net flute guy. And I think I still have a, a scary dream on my hand. Okay. I- I'm actually going to go the opposite direction. No, she- Not because the nun scared me, but I like, I feel like I'm better equipped to deal with bone tomahawk okay. net flute guys. What? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got outdoor skills and shit, man. Matt Dillon couldn't hang. Well, Matt Dillon's a bitch. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting you know. Like creepy nun lady Sorry. can just pop up anywhere, you know what I mean? Like I can't deal with that. I don't have the skills for that. I'm not religious enough for this. Shots fired at Matt Dillon, but okay. <laughs> he's ne- he's never going to listen again. Called him a bitch. I mean, that's he's fine. never going to listen again. <laughs> Come on, we'll arm wrestle for charity or some shit. <laughs> totally will lose. All right, what were we doing next? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Daniel Keith at Quiet Clover, Clover all in capital. You meet someone who has never seen a horror movie. What do you show them that best represents the genre and why? That's really hard. Do you have a question for this on So, I do have one. An answer, not a question. I'm going to answer your question with a question. No. So, I have one, and this isn't, I'm just hitting the table. Don't worry about that. It just came to me because I actually dated a girl who would never seen a horror film. She hated horror movies. Wouldn't talk about them. Didn't want to watch them. I finally convinced her to watch The Thing, 1982's The Thing. How did I know? Yeah, I know, but come on. <laughs> and this is the reason why. It does everything, I think, that you kind of want in the horror genre without being overly terrifying. Yeah. 
because I feel like anything else I would have showed her you would have been too intense, maybe too scary. But that's what I went with. I don't know if that's the right movie for every situation, but for her it was. And then she still didn't love horror, so there was no, no saving it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's really one thing that you can show someone to like really, I mean, that's why I love the horror genre is that there, there are so many different sides of it. Like, yeah. do I, I want to show you something like black Christmas do, or do I want to show you something like Deathgasm? Right. Like, like those are very, very different movies and, and that fit inside the horror bubble. Um, so I don't really have a good answer for this. I can't, I know I feel bad for copping out, but like, there's just so much. It's like, it's like when people ask me, whenever I tell them that I like horror movies, I'm like, well, what's your favorite horror movie? I don't know. There's no fucking right. way I can answer that. Like, absolutely not. I wanted to show her Halloween, but I was like, that is immediately the worst idea in the whole entire world. So she had never seen Halloween? No, nothing. She refused to watch. I mean, it was like pulling teeth to get her to watch that one. Huh. You know, it was like, and I was like, man, we, we will sleep with all the lights on in the house if I show her Halloween. Yeah. So I needed something that was super far out there. It's just a hard one, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I did show Emily doesn't like horror films in Death Guys. I know you just mentioned yeah. that one was a good one, but it's like on the fringe though because it's a comedy. Right, horror. right. It's a graphic um, comedy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, if you haven't one that you know kind of inspired you to ask that question, I'd be curious to know what yours is. Yeah, I, I feel bad for not directly answering it like you you did, but I I just don't. No, and I've and I've got a lot of stories. Like I never really like I've watched a lot of horror movies. Right. Like in your scenario with a lot of girls I was dating at the time. <laughs> sure. But I never really cared about what they wanted to see. <laughs> right. Know, this, like, this is what we're watching. Yeah. Like this is a sweet ass movie. Or in the case of like Halloween Two or Lords of Salem, I'm sorry. Right. You, <laughs> would you Would you like a Nightmare on Elm Street though? I mean, like I, I think no, that's too much, right? No. And not only that, like I'm not the biggest Elm Street fan in the world anyway. I don't know, man. This is this is just too hard for me to answer. I can't answer. <laughs> I'm not gonna commit. Can't, I will. You you won't you won't nail me down, by God. Yeah. <laughs> waffle. Just waffle. All right, Sean Tenadora at the Film Guy 24 got a question for us. Do your wives watch horror movies with us, and what is their favorite? So since I didn't answer the last one, I can I can take this one. Good. Uh, my wife does watch horror movies. She didn't really. She still doesn't really like love them, even close to the same realm that I do. Um, but I don't think she ever really watched them recreationally. Like she she watched the big ones, you know, it came out sure. in theaters. Um, but since we've been together, we've I've kind of gotten her to watch some of the smaller indie stuff. But she never really connects with that as much. She she's still all about the like if a new Insidious comes out, she'll really want to go see that. Or when The Conjuring came out, she really wanted to go see that. Or Don't Breathe. Uh, she she is the target audience for like mainstream horror releases. Yes, makes sense. So Emily does not like watching horror films, and more often than not, will not watch horror films with me. Occasionally, she's come in, and I've kind of commandeered the downstairs TV just for my comfort level with the couch, and she'll be like, "What are you watching?" Oh, okay. I might, I might watch this. So she Murder did that with um, <laughs> right, <laughs> Dude Bro Massacre Party Three. <laughs> So she she stepped in like with a you're you're not alone. She actually liked that one, but was scared. But it's not her favorite. Surprisingly enough, her favorite, and this still blows my mind because this is not a movie that I don't I don't know anything else that's like this movie. She wouldn't like. Yeah. And it's Let Us Pray. I know we say that all the fucking time, <laughs> but she loves that one. Because uh, I actually asked her this question. I was like, Hey, what's your favorite? 
Yeah. And that was hers. But same way, though, she's not into a lot of the big theatrical things. She could care less, but she is curious. We still haven't sat down and watched Krampus together, but she really wants to see that one. Okay. So the time is right. And she still hasn't seen Don't Breathe, wants to see that. So we'll probably do that in the next week or two. Definitely. You should watch both of those, like, on the projector, probably. Yeah. Get the absolutely. whole experience. Yeah. Get that get the movie experience without the asshole next to me. Yes. All right. We're going to do uh, one more? Yeah, one more. Oh. Our girl Amy at A has five. A different Amy. A different Amy. In your opinions, who is the most promising up and coming director to watch from 2016? And I'm going to let Luke take this one because I, I was really, really thinking. And I'm not sure that I could come up with somebody that's better than the pick that he's got ready to fire at me. Yeah. So th- for whatever reason, and I, I am going nothing new here, but I'm going to butcher this dude's last name. Okay. Um, but his name is Dan Trachtenberg, I believe. Ooh, buddy, getting good at this. Track, tra- I'm pretty sure it's Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg? Yes. Let's make it the farm theme. Yeah, Trachtenberg. Let's close it out, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and in case that name doesn't ring a bell, it probably will in the near future. Uh, this is a guy that did 10 Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I think pretty much everyone that watched that movie walked away at least satisfied. Yeah, right? I, I think there would probably be some people that would be surprised because it was so heavily promoted, you know, with a bad robot name yeah. that they'd be like, wait a second. You're saying he directed that? Right. J.J. Abrams didn't direct right. that? Right. Are, are you right. sure? Because I'm pretty sure they said the Star Trek guy and all that other thing. Yeah. Things. So J.J. Abrams produced Teen Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> Dan Trachtenberg actually directed it. And not only that, uh, later on this year, he also directed that episode of Black Mirror that was like the VR dude that was in the house. Uh, did, mm. did you watch that episode? The VR dude in the house. I don't know if it was, I've seen that I one think yet. It was like episode two. Oh, then I definitely saw it. Where like the guy goes into like that game developer studio and oh they yes, put yes, on yes, the yes, 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 yes. He's like in the in the mansion, but everything is real at the yeah. same time. Yeah. He, he directed that as well. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I think that's a hell of a compliment that a lot of people probably don't realize it wasn't JJ that was you know behind the camera on that one. Yeah. And that I think that says a lot. What? What film was that for him? What like is that like his second, third? What, how, how many films did he have? Cloverfield. Had? Yeah, that was his first. His very first film. Yeah, ah, he, he did. Uh, he did three three shorts. He did three shorts. Yeah, that's absolutely stupid. That's absolutely stupid. Could you imagine? I can't. No. I mean, that's the dumbest. Like, like your first time on set, John Goodman's walking around. <laughs> right. Like, right. What the fuck. I mean, that's that, that's that Pony Smasher experience, right? Exactly. <laughs> Sandberg. I'll never forget that. Like, we were talking to David F. Sandberg uh, about his time on Lights Out, and this is a guy who moved from the short film realm, obviously. Working in his own house. Right. His wife is doing, like, holding the lamp. And right. Doing his lighting and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he said his first time on a legit film set, because I'm asking him, like, hey, man, what kind of bumps has there been, like, in production and what? And he's like, well, I don't really know. This is the first time I've done anything, so <laughs> I, this might be terrible. It might be great. I don't know. His first time on set was a James Wan-produced, you know, theatrical horror movie. Yeah, the only bad thing, and I guess this, the the question didn't specify horror. I just don't yeah. see this guy sticking with us. Okay, so let's think about let's think about something else more horror related. Okay, so I've got a backup. Okay, what's pro- what's the uh, a horror backup? It will probably surprise no one. <laughs> Um, because you should be watching him already, but he does have a movie ready to drop in 2017 okay. in the near future. Our boy Mickey Keating. Ah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 
I mean, yeah, if you're not watching a Mickey Keaton movie, what the hell are you doing? Right. Because there's at least one Mickey Keaton movie out there that you like. I promise there is. There's so many. It's kind of like that, the horror conversation we just had. Like, he makes so many different subgenres of horror. You're bound to enjoy one of them. You're going to have to. And it's nice because there's what? How many are there? There's three or four on Netflix. I know Pod, Darling, Carnage Park. Is there another one on? Uh, no, but Ritual just hit... Uh, Shutter this month. Okay, so that's where you can find the fourth. Right. And that was a big one because Ritual was a little bit hard to come by if you didn't want to just buy it on Google Play or mm, something like mm-hmm. that. You, you couldn't stream it anywhere. So yeah. now Ritual, Mickey Keating's first movie, which I think is actually one of his best, uh, is going to be on Shutter. So go check that out. Definitely go look at one of those. So, All right, man. That's uh, that's four solid questions. We If we didn't get to yours, we're going to hold them in the, you know, the pipe. For, for next week. Yeah, for sure. We got, we got you know, we got other things going on. There's so much going on. And it's not that we didn't love them, but uh, hey, we're going to keep doing this. Absolutely. So keep them coming our way. Uh, thank you so much for everything. Uh, episode 83? 83, yes. 83. It would not have been the same without you guys. It wouldn't. So until next week, thank you. We love you. We are out of here.